Welcome to the International Career Couples Podcast. This is your host, Kate Galloway. I work with expat couples who want to align and grow both their careers. In this podcast, we aim to explore how expat couples can work as a team to understand and balance their personal and professional goals while living on the move. In this episode, we're talking about relationships. Vibka Anton is a mediator and certified relationship coach. In her own coaching practice, Help for Love, she works with current and future expats and helps them to understand and navigate their relationship challenges that have been boiling up in relation to their assignment abroad. She supports her clients in establishing a more respectful and productive way of communication. She's a German, married to a Dutch, and they live with their two daughters in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. In this episode, going to hear about what relationship coaching is and how do we know when it might be useful for us. And Vibka has got some brilliant tips that are very practical that we could all start thinking about when we want to improve our relationship communications. Welcome Vibka to the International Career Couples podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today. We've just been speaking about how helpful this episode could be for people and I was sharing with you about how my husband and I literally just before we came on to record had been having a discussion and I could recognize that there was kind of I don't know relationship patterns there that weren't helping us very much so I thought it was very ironic that I was then coming to speak to you this morning so it's lovely to see you and I can't wait to have this conversation to get started would you like to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do including where you are in the world at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Kate, so much uh, for inviting me. I think that it's very nice to combine your work as a career couples coach with some aspects of actually relationship coaching because it kind of goes hand in hand. So I gladly share some tips and tricks with you today. Um, My name is Vika Anton. I'm a, a mediator and relationship coach And I currently live with my family in Kyrgyzstan because my husband works in development aid and it's his first assignment here. This is why we moved here about one and a half, almost two years ago. I've been a mediator and relationship coach before, but when we moved abroad together, I concluded that expat couples do have, um, of course, similar problems and challenges like Uh, sedentary couples but there is this additional layer of complexity um, and some particularities of the expat lifestyle that I'd say some coaches probably not fully understand if they haven't lived it in a way and I also found that even though many people get some kind of coaching or workshop before their move most couples are not really prepared for their first move or next move on the relationship uh, level. So this is why I decided to focus my work on expat couples. And in this sense, I cannot really tell this, you know, typical hero story of I have lived through everything and then I decided to coach people on that. So it was more the other way around. Um, So I combine my work as being a mediator and relationship coach with a specific focus on these challenges that come with this particular way of living and moving around and I actually find it really comforting to hear that you kind of have gone through that journey and you're living it yourself at the moment 
in a part of the world that I'm sure is quite different from where you started out your relationship yes. as well in your business so so from my personal um journey I I think I had a typical we had this typical situation that my husband's employer said you should or it's a good moment now to move abroad uh, for for keeping in the company and for your own career and I at the, was at that point just starting with my own practice mm. and I was literally registering my business a month early and then unregistered uh, registering it again <laughs> because I knew I couldn't keep my company in Germany when we um, move abroad so we really had to think about how all this would impact our career paths mm, yeah absolutely um and i was sharing the, i think from the previous podcast people understand as well that my husband and i have been transitioning the family's transitioned we've actually repatriated to scotland <laughs> in the, the you know the last kind of three months um and we've been having that discussion from the other way around i, I can quote myself from yesterday saying with quite a lot of emotion I can't remember the last time that I, with my business, just had a straight run at it without thinking, when are we moving house? When are we doing that? When are, you know, yada, yada, which is all the practical stuff. But the part, and I'll be honest with you, the part that I've never really looked at is where are we at in our relationship with this? Mm-hmm. What do we really need? The, the, the kind of career coaching that I do focuses on a different part. Um, and I'll say to mm-hmm. people, I'm not a relationship coach. So if that, if that's kind of what, what we de- determine that we need, you need to go and speak to somebody like Vipka instead. It's a different thing. We're, we're kind of looking at um, the vision of where people want to get to, what the shared goal is, what the shared values are. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that we've spoken before that there might be some overlap. But I, I was wondering if we could really kind of drill into today that relationship piece, which is your speciality. Mm-hmm. But actually, how does that how can that impact on people's careers so I I suppose I was kind of interested as well in terms of how your practice works how how do people come to you so until now um, most people come because someone told them you could talk to this lady (laughs) Um, personal recommendations and I do my work online via Microsoft Teams or Zoom which sometimes is a bit difficult because of the time difference um, especially in winter, because we have five hours um, difference to, to Europe. Mm. Um, so sometimes it's a bit late. <laughs> yeah. Your business name and your, your website is helpfullove.com. Mm-hmm. Helpfullove.com. Yeah. So mostly one person reaches out to me and um, just tells me we would like to, well, we have the impression we need to work on some things and um, can we just talk um, with the two of us? There were two occasions where the couple started, but then decided that only one person wants to continue. And this is fine as well, even though some coaches and therapists say you can only have couples coaching with a couple. I think that if you work with one person, this will already influence the dynamic of the relationship in one way or the other. And there's always the opportunity that one person comes back or they continue their work together with a different coach. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
I always say it's better to start instead of not starting because your other half is maybe not ready yet. Mm -hmm. So just begin from the point where you stand. Yeah. And we were talking again before we started recording and I was saying, you know, what's wonderful is actually there is support. There are places where people can find support when they're Mm -hmm. expats now. There's Mm -hmm. people who've been around doing fantastic work supporting expats for periods of time. So if you go in and you look up expat help or expat coach or maybe your company's providing some help, it's there. I was really kind of interested in for you what would the signs be that somebody would understand actually what we need here is to look at the relationship just just to add one more point what you said I think that LinkedIn is a very good place to start for looking for people so if you are looking for someone go to LinkedIn and most expat coaches and therapists have this expat keyword in their description so when I started looking into LinkedIn for networking also, it really opened up a, a world of, of colleagues and potential colleagues and corporations. So this is a good yeah. start. Yeah, your question was, when, what is a good signal that I should probably look for a relationship coach, right? Yes. 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 So I think that um, always, uh, like... The, this is what all coaches say, the earlier, the better, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a good, a good point is that when you have the feeling that the relationship has taken an unwanted turn in one way or the other, and when you can say that it was different in the past at a particular time, probably. So when you say we moved, And since then, something has changed. I cannot really tell what, but I start feeling disconnected, probably. I I have the impression we are fighting a lot. We have, you know, some negative, we developed some negative patterns in our communication, probably, Mm. that haven't been there before. Then is the point where you should say, maybe I should just meet a coach for one or two sessions and get, you know, a third uh, person looking at us, mm-hmm. for instance, having an argument. And so um, would you, is it okay to ask what might typically happen in a session? I, and I, I know that, that there isn't mm-hmm. a typical session, but what people could mm-hmm. expect, because I think sometimes mm-hmm. people don't understand what that might look like to mm-hmm. speak to an independent person. Mm-hmm. So um, let's assume a couple contacts me there would be two options or two typical ways. So if a couple has a specific problem that they want to address, for instance, they are saying, when we start discussing things, we end up fighting and shouting and screaming at each other and we want to change that and we need some help with that, then I will work with them on this particular task because this is what they hired me for. And the second option is when they are like, we cannot really tell right now, but something has changed or we we are not feeling close to each other anymore, then I would offer to have a proper assessment, like a structured assessment based on on the Gottman uh, couples therapy, 
where we can see what are the strengths in your relationship and what are your challenges and then suggest them what we what I would do with them to improve these particular challenges. So important. And yes, because mm. often couples come and they're like, oh yeah, we everything is fine, but there's this one thing we want to discuss or we think we need help in this area. And throughout the work, they come to the point that they're saying, well, actually we should also work on this and this and this. But in the very beginning, it's not the coach's role to be like a doctor and telling them you're sick and this and this and that, and this is why you need help and this and this and that. So, but it's all, always open for this, this development into more topics and so on. Mm, yeah, I, I get a, a real sort of sense of flexibility in terms of how a client mm -hmm. will come to you. But that mm -hmm. it's it's underpinned by solid experience and framework and that, that kind exactly. of uh, I know you're a certified um, relationship coach, um, so it's a very safe environment for your clients to come and work with you. I was kind of interested while I was thinking this through, and I was reading your website, Help for Love. You know, in terms of couples having conversations, and we know that it's so complex. There's a lot going on but here mm -hmm. in this podcast. We're looking particularly at the career, so. You know, mm -hmm. what would you see that that couples could be doing to mm -hmm. try and make that work better for them let me start with a general summary about uh, what is good for relationships when they get under stress is the case when you move somewhere or you decide to move humor uh what you just mentioned what you had with your husband today it's great if you have stressful conversations, try to <laughs> throw in some humor, irony, making fun uh, of yourself by, you know, mentioning the funnies or the, the character traits you might have. Allow influence from your partner. And also if you have a negative conversation or your conversations take a negative turn try to throw in um, re so-called repair attempts which means try to slow down the conversation and give your partner something that shows that you are not racing on your opinion with 200 miles an hour but that it's still a conversation mm. and when you discuss the overall decision to move abroad, then stop guessing what your partner is thinking, but ask and just share everything. Your own needs, sit down and discuss your values. And as you said in, in, in our conversation we had before, it's this is a real, it's a big one, right? Mm. <laughs> Because many couples never have talked about their values and what they want to achieve together before. But if they don't talk about this before they move or before they move to the next assignment, it's really difficult to do this at a later point when this decision has been made already. Absolutely. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. really happy within the podcast to talk about my own experience because we're kind of going through mm -hmm. it at the moment and it's very relevant to um, our careers. And 
so my husband and I did the piece of doing the mm -hmm, vision mm -hmm. and like there's a vision board there we both mm -hmm. understand what it is there's been times where we've been mindful enough to kind of go because there's been there's just been a lot of complexity in what in in the move that we've done and we mm -hmm. chose we chose that which I think is helpful as well we chose that together but there's been spikes of where we've needed to make decisions or where we've had to have uh -huh. um, conversations where it's become I'm not going to say it's become heated but it's become mm -hmm. more difficult mm -hmm. it's become more difficult and, and it's brought in lots of different things it's brought in our careers almost to the point where it's been one person about to sort of take a job that actually it transpires they really didn't want and having the mm -hmm. space to say I don't want to choose this and as a, in a relationship together being able to say let's choose something different together then but the knock-on effects that that's since had finances impact on the kids all these kind mm -hmm. of things but at the point that we were doing the vision and the values in that piece what we didn't look at was the kind of what how will we work together mm -hmm. when it when it gets tough and I, I kind of feel like for expats that that from from my perspective anyway there's just you know sort of every two or three months there's certain decisions you need to take or you've always mm -hmm. got we're only here for two years or we're only here for four mm -hmm. years or we don't know how long we'll be here we don't know where we'll go next there's just so much of that uncertainty and potential change that exists when you're an expat which is for me if actually to work with a relationship coach even when there isn't the symptom of something mm -hmm. something's wrong but just how do we work with each other mm -hmm. what is our dynamic how will mm -hmm. this how could this play out how can we help ourselves would have been really helpful for us even having done all of that other work so i think that the general misconception still is that a coach can only come when it's you know already how would you say it uh, when when it's already very tense and stressed and negative but it's a good idea to hire someone who have check-in calls with you for instance or just moderate a discussion mm. it doesn't have always have to be about let's improve this and this aspect of your relationship but it can also be okay you created these vision boards how will you make sure that you stick to it when will when will you discuss mm. if it's still if it's still representing you like having this kind of moderation accountability or being a translator between between uh part the partners mm. yeah i'm wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners in terms of things that they could be doing you've, you've shared some wonderful tips there already in terms of humor accepting influence from the partner repair attempts you know that kind of like asking and sharing mm -hmm. what other things would you kind of recommend that people might keep in mind or do <laughs> yes um i have a full list of things oh nice i love that i'm getting I my pen ready <laughs> um <laughs> so i have actually yeah let's say four things that you should do or can do before you have a conversation and during a conversation with if you want to have a meaningful conversation that leads you somewhere so the first thing is stop being spontaneous about meaningful conversations or real talks treat your partner as you would treat your colleague 
which means make an appointment and ask your, your partner, when does it suit you best to talk about this? If you have the feeling, I, I want to, to address a topic that takes us longer than 20 minutes of talking, reflect for yourself, when do I feel the most relaxed to have a serious conversation? And when does my partner is in a good mood to do this as well? And also reflect on what you can do to release tension while you're talking. So for instance, I had a couple and they were always talking on Friday evenings. And after you know, talking to them a bit more, how these conversations turn out, turn out, they were like, okay, actually we are always tired on a Friday evening. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not ideal because we want our alone time. We just want to, I don't know, watch some Netflix or read a book. We don't talk then, but they realized when they have their um, uh, stroll to the park or through a forest in nature somewhere on a Sunday lunch, they can have perfect conversations for two hours because they just walk, their movement and the tension somehow decreases while they're having this physical activity. And I think each person has this. Some people like gardening or scribbling notes while they are ha having a serious conversations. So just think about one way of de-stressing while you talk. This really helps, especially when you are a newbie <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to serious conversations. And then the second one is before you go into the conversation, just reflect on your attitude in within the conversation. And the first one is again, consider your partner as an ally. It's your partner in crime, it's your colleague, or yeah, your friend uh, on an explorative journey. So when you go into the conversation, not try to convince the person of anything, just imagine yourself, you, the person is standing next to you and you're looking in the same direction and you are just showing different things in the landscape that your partner is probably not aware of right now. So just, you know, the mindset you enter the conversation. Yeah. That feels the way and, it, it feels so much more expansive to think mm -hmm. of it like that mm -hmm. rather than we're probably going to end up having an argument like with mm -hmm. partners in crime. It's sort of like, this is us. This is our secret. This is our time together. The third point is when my partner is complaining or uttering negative emotions, it's not about me. Just try to um, not, you know, switching into defensiveness mode. Probably there is an unmet need that the partner needs assistance in exploring and you are the partner. So um, try not to feel responsible for how your partner is processing events and emotions. And the last point is, and this is really a hard one, <laughs> stop looking for solutions. <laughs> and this might sound a bit contradictory, but often people have the very first meaningful conversation about, shall we move abroad? Where should we move next? And they are always already like, 
oh, we will talk now for 60 minutes and we have to make a decision. We have to find some kind of solutions. No, no, no solutions needed <laughs> at mm. this point. Because often the solutions unfold when you really understood, yeah, the, the when you really delved into your partner's perspective and you just need to have some patience <laughs> mm. around this. Yeah, patience and curiosity mm -hmm. Yes, about your partner exactly. and how they work. Yeah. yeah. So in a conversation, try to focus on the things that are behind the scenes. So having this, what I said earlier, explorative mindset of asking things like, what does it mean to you? What value stands behind that? Where is this attitude coming from? Who, who taught you this? Like really trying to, really slowing down and um, digging deeper. Is there a certain memory you connect to this particular opinion? And questions like, what happens in worst case? Um, and why is this the worst case? So just slowing down, no solutions needed at this point, trying to be a detective and supporting your partner and understanding him or herself better in his positions. Because if you imagine your attitudes and values and opinions are like an iceberg, we tend to see opinions and positions first and we have to explore what is, mm. you know, the big part uh, that is covered uh, in order to find a solution. I, I Again, thinking of our kind of recent experience, that moment where it was almost as though my husband's pen was hovering above the contract that he was to sign. Mm -hmm. And just to stop and look and think there's something not quite right here. But we ended up having conversations about where he saw himself in the family, what he needed to do, he had mm -hmm. to provide. Mm -hmm. And he, he doesn't like risk. He doesn't like the idea mm -hmm. of, I'm just not going to take that job and we need to find something else. It was really scary. But there was also the opinion, and this was on both of our parts, what would our parents think? Because that's not a decision mm -hmm. either of the fathers. But, but in both cases, the, the our, our father's trap moved families for work. So they moved around, but very, very much company men. So the, there was this mm -hmm. kind of like, it was like, there, there was like a sort of an ancestral piece that suddenly came into mm -hmm. our relationship discussions that we hadn't really been aware of. But mm -hmm. until we were able to mm -hmm. talk about them, he wasn't able to take a decision for himself and understand and for me to mm -hmm. say I've got your back and actually mm -hmm. what do we think our worst case scenario is mm -hmm. and actually is it because for me who's you know I'm, I'm quite happy go lucky I was like I don't see that as the biggest risk in the world this is a bigger risk for me mm -hmm. that you are unhappy mm -hmm. gave him the freedom to make a choice mm -hmm. but it could have been completely different we could be in quite a different scenario now he could be sort of suffering from it as it were so I think that kind of speaks to what you were saying there around as sort of like not making assumptions and trying to listen and trying to have those deeper conversations we don't always do it by the way 
I think that's an example of where we did it. We, we kind of had mm -hmm. a moment where it worked well. Lots of other times we'll fire and have arguments and it doesn't go, mm -hmm. it doesn't go per perfectly. Um, if I can add to this, I yeah. think it's a very important point that when you think about how can I improve my communication about serious topics with my partner, uh, it's a good idea to not always think about what are the negative things I want to change or uh, improve, but also if I had a good conversation, what do I need to repeat next time? Why was it good? Because it shifts our focus to to the to our strengths we already have, and yeah, you can start making a list, for instance, and be like, okay. This was great. Why did it went great? I think we had a good timing. We were both um, not hungry. <laughs> um, and um, we, we asked the right questions and what questions did us help so that you develop your own positive communication that is just very individual or very particular to your relationship mm, mm -hmm. and then the next time you when you wrote it down one time you will be like oh let's try to repeat this and you know boost the positive and reduce the negative yeah oh I love that it feels really sort of sustainable like how do we build and grow our relationship mm -hmm. oh I just want to share with the people that are listening the the feel that I get speaking to you is a, just such a feeling of warmth and it feels very very safe to speak to you about kind of this relationship piece because that's the other thing if you're looking for a coach or if you're looking for support you don't often understand and it's so important to have we, we know you have chemistry calls with people or you know, talk, mm -hmm. talk to the person that you're going to work with who's going to support you but I just wanted to share with people that are listening that I, I kind of get that feeling of safety and feeling like in a, a safe hands with you like in bucket loads the way that you explain things Thank is you. so clear <laughs> I feel like I've learned a lot and in terms of where people can find you then mm -hmm. where's the best place for people to find out and is there anything in particular you'd like to tell us about that's kind of going on with your business and your offers and services at the moment mm -hmm. so you can find me on LinkedIn you can find me on Instagram as well my name is Love, And um, what I'm just doing for myself right now is I am working on a coaching program uh, for couples to reset their relationship in order to use their next move as a fresh start for the relationship as well. Coming from the insight from, from expert research that untackled relationship problems taken into a new destination really um, accelerate them and often stand at the core of a breakup when you go move abroad mm -hmm. so it's really worth addressing your problems and giving a clean slate so to say when you when you move to a new destination yeah because stress leads to automized automized behavior and um this is like a boost for negative patterns and unresolved issues mm. within the relationship. Yeah, it should be man mandatory before we <laughs> before we even ship our belongings. 
but sometimes you don't realize until you're in it mm-hmm. and that that that's that I really like the fact that you said this is, it's kind of it comes from the research of that this is what can happen mm-hmm. um because often we sort of talk about if you know for the individual it can be difficult it can be difficult for the lead expat in their career they're the ones going in starting a new office they're working in a new culture maybe both of you were doing that and that's huge stress on both of your mm-hmm. um both of your parts in terms of just starting a new job if you're sedentary is one of life stressful mm-hmm. moments or choosing to leave a job and go to another job so to have that going on in both of your careers and all the other stuff that goes along with moving abroad is a big deal and unfortunately mm-hmm. we do see moments in careers that aren't so successful for people so people that have been very very successful in their career in their home country mm-hmm. can then go abroad and it just doesn't work out which you know huge cost to companies huge cost to relationships families financially so yeah uh, the more that we can do beforehand and as you said as early as possible or when things are all you know you kind of realizing things aren't quite as we want them to be to come and work with somebody like you to help. I would. I just wanted to add that if someone is interested in joining the beta uh, program, then please reach out, and I'm looking forward to hearing. Oh, love you! Tell so, us a little yes. bit more. What's the beta program? When's it starting? So I'm currently designing the program, and I am now looking for people who would give me feedback on if they think it's useful lovely yeah okay so people could get in touch with you directly mm-hmm. through the website or through any of your social media channels lovely mm-hmm. that, that sounds like a fabulous opportunity for some people as well because I could speak to you forever about this it's been so useful I've learned loads thank you for taking the time to come on the international career couples podcast thank you so much for inviting me <laughs> yeah.